1: welcome to global business with mahesh joshi today we are going to discuss about importance of digitization for survival of businesses in 21st century it is almost looking like um, either you digitize or you drown we are going to focus mostly on the manufacturing industry in this episode uh, and i have with me our uh, paul singh an author entrepreneur and an expert on digital strategies. Paul is a serial entrepreneur who has created many successful companies in the digital space. One of the companies he founded went public while the other three were acquired. He is an advisor and mentor to many startups in the business-to-business, B2B software areas. Before getting into startups, he worked in various marketing, product management, and business development roles at large companies including Askin, uh, Lucent, Telebit, Cisco, Sun Microsystems, and 3Com. Uh, He is an accomplished writer also. He has written three books on internet related topics. Currently, Paul is the CEO of Startup Strategies, where he works with startups in their go-to-market strategies and with large companies on their innovation initiatives. Paul is also a charter member of Thai Silicon Valley, a non-profit whose goal is to foster entrepreneurship worldwide. He also helps in organizing Tycon, which is one of the largest entrepreneurial conferences in the world. He is also an adjunct faculty member at Northeastern University. Welcome, Paul.
2: Thank you. It's nice to be back on the show.
1: Fantastic, Paul. We've got a very exciting subject today uh, about the digital age and how digitization is taking place all around us. So if you look at situation around us in the current digital age, general life is getting digitized at an amazing pace. And uh, it includes all our day-to-day activities, whether it's knowingly or unknowingly, they're all getting uh, digital around us. And the good part is we are the beneficiaries. Uh, Let's look at a simple task like buying groceries and other necessities of life. They've all gone digital, where, again, consumers are getting the major benefits in terms of price and customer service. We actually are in the middle of a digital revolution, which seems to have one of the biggest impacts in the history of mankind. Machine intelligence, artificial intelligence, self-driving cars, cryptocurrencies, and e-services are actually changing the way we live and we do business. Even governments are interacting with citizens through e-services. It appears in this context that digitization probably is no more an option. It's kind of mandatory. It's a necessity for survival. And On the other end, if you look at the businesses, Uh, If you look year 2011 and check the profile of businesses, the largest companies by market cap, the top five, had only one digital company in it. And now, fast forward five years, which is year 2016, all of the five largest companies by market cap were digital businesses. That's one indication of where the the businesses are going. Definitely business environment has evolved fast and digitization is occurring at a relentless pace. And actually it is growing exponentially. Uh, It cannot be just related to IT industry, It's, it's way beyond that. It is impacting all the aspects and type of businesses and lifestyles most important part of it is that it has brought customers to the forefront, where all business models need to be built on how to serve customers the best. That's needed for survival today. And digitization is facilitating it, and it's, it's forcing people to do it. So uh, my question to you, Paul, today to start uh, uh, the discussion is, how do you see the impact of digitization? On conventional industries like manufacturing?
2: Uh, so need us to say digitization is obviously affecting every aspect of every industry. Now, manufacturing traditionally has been really slow to adopt digitization. Uh, but I think it's high time that the manufacturers really understand that and start embracing digitization before it gets too late. So In order to look at this, let's kind of um, look at the major aspects that are really important when you talk about digitization. Uh, So I'll say there are like four things that are really key. First and foremost is the front end, i.e. all aspects of sales and marketing and dealing with customers. The second aspect is the manufacturing itself, the whole process. You know, all aspects including supply chain, automation, planning, delivery of the products. You know, the traditional manufacturing side of things. And then the third is how do you really create new revenue opportunities by doing new models of serving your customers? Um, Because digital technology now allows you, or in fact, like you said earlier, it, it is almost forcing you to rethink how your business is going to be. And that evolution, you can't just only focus on cost saving. You have to think of how do you generate new revenue, and that's a really important key. Now, in order for any of this to work, you need an organization around, both in terms of management, in terms right up to the board level, and down to the individual employees, and we'll talk a little bit about what's needed there. So those are the four aspects that we're gonna talk about today
1: oh that's fantastic i think you've broken it uh, very clearly and, and concisely so let's start with the the front end sales and marketing and distribution and how's that changing in digital world and what do manufacturers have to do uh, so
2: you know the whole way the the manufacturing you know the the sales and marketing and If you think about where we were, we were into a transaction business with our customers. Why? Because our channels were very different. We, as manufacturers, were really dealing with the retailers and distributors as our channels of distribution. Now, today, neither of them have any value in the chain. Because what do I do as a customer? When I want to buy something, I first go on the web and check it out. So either I look at a review site or I look at the manufacturer site to see what this product really is or what its specs are. I really don't go talk to a retail salesperson anymore. So therefore, there is a whole new change that has occurred. With the smartphone in everybody's hand, we're now entering a new age where a consumer and how you deal with the consumer has all changed. And that is really the key in how manufacturers
1: start to need to rethink yeah in 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 manufacturing sector like if you start from let's say uh, uh telephones to um you know various products including capital goods all of them are getting impacted so some of the products can use very nice e commerce channels for distribution uh, or to reach out to the customers. But to me, it looks like even with Capital Goods, uh, where a lot of specifications are involved, uh, the digitization of the front end is also taking place, not only in terms of uh, you see um, uh, configuring a product,
2: Exactly. Like just look at the examples of, you know, valves in the business. Like, you know, you are in the oil and you know, oil and gas business where a lot of valves are being used, right? Now today I if before the digitization I would have to go to multiple suppliers, I have to approve the suppliers. Now I could approve the supplier once and I can use the digitization where two or three of my suppliers who most qualify for what I'm looking for uh, get this you know RFP and then they respond to me instantly and whoever can deliver in my time frame or in my price is really the winner and I can really choose them at, without me having to wait and really make this happen. So this wasn't possible before the digital technologies enabled all of these things.
1: That is true. And, and same thing on configuration there could be multiple variables needed to select a product or a machinery or, a, or an equipment or you wanted to see how it looks like uh, now now the digitization uh, is is changing the whole aspect so much that very complex equipment like it is that even for a valve Uh, You can have a standard product. You can pick it off the shelf. You can find it, the various sources across the globe in one click. You know, suppose you are sitting with Chevron or or any other refiner in Houston. You need a product urgently. You don't have to make phone calls to manufacturer or supplier. You can go online and try to figure out where in the world it is available uh, because you need it real quick. uh, That's one piece, finding a product. Second is how to configure it. And if, if the manufacturer at, you, at the front end, uh, what I like, what you suggested, wants to configure, uh, he can find his own valve by providing his parameters. And if the manufacturer is digital savvy and he has given that facility, uh, you have you have taken out so many people involved in the process and customer gets the feedback for what product he wants, whether it's available or not, how it will perform online and it's instantaneous it's like it's like if you look at luxury cars nowadays now you can customize and it's amazing that in the products like luxury cars how many multiple options you can have only on one door of a car
2: yeah i think uh, so let's let me give you a very different example right which is a an aspect that we all having risen from product management and marketing have always dealt with is the role of a product manager in trying to decide what should be the features of my product right and you know i know as a consumer i've been buying washers dryer fridges and so on and i've never been asked what is it that i really want in my product right mm-hmm. uh, but there is a chinese manufacturer of uh, smartphones called xiaomi mm-hmm. and what they have done is most of their product management is really done by their customers because they put out all the features that they they get a request for, they let their customers upvote and downvote what features they would like to see in the next release, and based on that they decide, okay, these are the things which are going to make to the next release, and these are not going to make it, and plus they put some new creative features every release, which customers may not really be able to see yet. And so, the whole idea of how a product is being developed, is now being done in collaboration with the customer, something which was not possible
1: before. Exactly. You know, what it looks like is earlier, uh, especially today, even manufacturing sector does a lot of voice of customer, time-consuming process, connecting with multiple customers, taking feedback, analyzing. The example which you gave basically is telling if you're participating in digital world, if you're digitized, you are getting a constant voice of customer to keep designing your project, product or keep improving your product you don't have to have periodic voice of customers you're constantly getting it and that's the that's the that's what the, the digitization is bringing uh, uh, to this end well uh, paul thank you so much uh, we'll now take a short break and we'll continue our discussions after the break
0: We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up?
1: Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Welcome back. You're listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. We are discussing about the importance of uh, digitization for survival of businesses in 21st century. And we are in discussion with Paul Tseng. Uh, Paul, in last section, uh, we talked about digitization uh, on the front end, sales, marketing, uh, customer, supplier, manufacturer interaction. And um, let's now focus on uh, digitization impact uh, on the manufacturing processes itself, more so on the operation side. So my question is, with there with so many new technologies, uh, all the way from robotics to IoT to three D printing and AR what technologies are going to be important to the manufacturers? Can you walk our listeners through uh, these uh, technologies and the role they play?
2: So, um, thank you again. And, uh, you know, all of these technologies have a different role to play. Um, And some manufacturers will end up using one, while others will use three or four, and some will use every one of them. Um, So, robotics... Uh, is something that we've all known for a long time and robotics is obviously getting better and better with the new machine learning and AI algorithms being developed Um, and one thing I do want to say that a lot of times there is a miscommunication that robotics means replacing people left, right and center and we're going to have factories that will have just only machines Um, but the reality I believe is going to be it is going to enhance the role of people and yes we will have lesser number of people doing the same thing but the manufacturing will become more efficient but it will always have uh, people role in helping the products industry move forward as well. Um, The second thing we talked about is the IOT and sensors. Um, IOT is Internet of Everything um, and you know a lot of sensors are being embedded to track and understand various problems before they occur and uh, you know they do establish a great communication between machines machine to machine Uh, you know very classical example as a consumer that you that we all see is now my fridge is internet connected it has some sensors it has a camera where it can sense whether uh, the food is getting bad uh, or if i'm at a grocery store i can see that i'm actually out of milk So that is enabled right inside the product, but I could be doing the same thing inside my own manufacturing processes uh, to understand when my equipment is likely to have a shutdown so I can take a preventive action before this thing happens.
1: And also, I think in those things, if you go with robotics and AI, uh, in the manufacturing processes where there is a there is a repeatability, uh, yeah, you can use that in isolation also to be successful. But if they are connected through IoT, and uh, uh, that's where you you gain probably the max advantage of digitization is that let's see the the trigger uh, an order is received and it could be for let's say a machinery which has to be built and the, ap- the application engineer or the receiving person enters the order. It passes on seamlessly digitally to, uh, uh, to the engineering. And engineering, once they have done it, it is digitally getting transmitted to the shop floor to various pieces. And now I'm, 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 I'm running through IoT now and going to Robotics. So the robot is now programmed for a certain time where it has to do certain operations to create that part, which again through connectivity through IoT will link to an assembly process. So uh, what I'm looking at, the biggest benefit of what you just said, uh, Paul, is that robotics and, and, and AI itself is a huge huge advantage. You know, it's time saver, uh, uh, and and it is very good in, in in doing repetitive tasks, but if you connect this along with IoT, it makes the whole operations or a factory absolutely seamless. Absolutely
2: it, correct. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think what is happening, uh, Mahesh, is that we are entering this age where, you know, we came from this age where everything was quantity, and you built something in a very very large quantity, and you kept on building the same product. But today's consumer is looking for personalization, right? The, the age of uh, mass customization is coming where people would want a type of customization that I may want something different than my neighbor, than my son, than my daughter, than my wife. So we are going to enter this new age of, uh, you know, not building for a large quantity necessarily, but doing customization manufacturing. And this is where IoT comes into play, robotics comes into play, but there is another technology that has a big part to play, and that is the 3D printing. Where you can actually build a low-cost, you know, even components uh, where you don't have a huge, you know, if you don't need 100,000 parts, but you only need a small number of parts, or maybe, you know, you need that in the short term before you can get those 100,000 parts. So 3D printing allows you to do that on your premise itself. And there are many successful companies that are able to do this. And there are many companies that are supplying these, uh, you know, industrial grade 3D printers for you to do it as well.
1: Yeah, I think uh, you bring in another very good point with the 3D printing uh, that uh, now you are are linking the basic manufacturing processes also uh, in a very different way. Uh, and and uh, what it seems is that earlier we were moving the intelligence, which let's say it was with a human being, to go to the machine, go to the assembly floor, or 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 go to a certain point of manufacturing, and there was there could be a wait period for a human being to arrive and when needed. And, and now with IoT, with robotics, with AI, all of them are connected, the person can be anywhere, it need not be on the shop floor to manage that information to walk through, and if a robot is doing task A, uh, you can remotely program it to do next the task B, and C, and then uh, the the setup time uh, is so short, uh, if you're using the IoT uh, to do that, that you can again get back to building the product A. So uh, I think you bring in a very good point where the customization by multiple customers is needed, but many of them still will have repeatability, but you're not waiting for a batch order. So that Absolutely. you have one type, at least ten. Then you build it, or you build it at least ten, even if you need one. Then you're carrying the inventory. It is the system is responding to the demand. It is flexing it. There's a lot of flexibility, and it is using technology to do it.
2: Absolutely. You know, talking about technology, it was not too long ago uh, when you know Google came up with this concept called Google Glass. And I know that uh, you know a lot of people in Silicon Valley used to walk with it and they looked really odd to people who were not wearing them. And everybody thought, okay, what is the advantage of this technology going to be? And everybody kind of brushed it off. But very interestingly, it has found great productivity application in uh, the manufacturing and customer support areas where the AR Slash augmented reality glasses are being used to train uh, people in use of various machinery and uh, doing maintenance and other, uh, you know, enhance operational safety. Uh, so again, that's another example of a technology uh, that is finding ways into uh, the manufacturing industry to solve a lot of the problems uh, that uh, you know people didn't think that existed before
1: that is true i think you you bring a good point training is one very good one and and also all of these things will increase the speed to the market for any kind of product because it's rapid prototyping if you're using 3d printing and uh, uh, using uh, the iots and ar uh, you are able to see it also how it will work and you can include the team members which are at remote locations
2: Right, and I think when you say remote locations, it automatically implies that all of this work is being done over some kind of a cloud uh, because in the old days in trying to set up your own private networks, it's just not very efficient. Mm-hmm. So you are going to use some existing cloud systems and in fact companies like GE realized not only that, but they realize that they need to really open up some of their systems to the developer community. So GE came up with the Predict system um, which is kind of the industrial cloud and they're obviously Amazon and Microsoft and others who also have uh, those cloud systems. But the the thing that is really important is that opening it to the development community to develop new applications and services which uh, people kind of didn't anticipate were possible before and which ultimately will result in you know obviously additional revenue but more importantly it creates a new way of collaboration between not only your departments but all the contractors and subcontractors that you use so it can create a very uniform chain of you know all the suppliers kind of looking like as if you're one giant company and you can derive a lot of efficiencies.
1: Yeah. Uh, Paul, we'll take a short break now and we'll continue our discussions after the break. The Business Community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio. Voice America Business Network. welcome back you're listening to global business with mahesh joshi we are discussing uh, the importance of digitization for survival of businesses in 21st century i have with me uh, paul singh an author entrepreneur and an expert on digital strategies uh, in the previous segments we discussed uh, the front end of digitization which is sales marketing uh, almost the pre order Uh, Scenario. And then we talked about the manufacturing processes, all about artificial intelligence, robotics, and roles of communication according to the manufacturing processes. Let's now move on and talk about the third and very important aspect how can manufacturers use digitization to increase their revenue? You know. uh, Paul, manufacturers always struggle with how much cost to put into digitization. They're always worried about the product cost going up, that if they invest in digitization, how is going to come into the product cost. However, if they can get more revenue, it'll make it easier for them to justify it. Uh, although I myself firmly believe, based is what we discussed uh, in the previous segments, that uh, with uh, AI, with uh, robotics, with IoT and all, the wastage in the manufacturing processes will go away and the cost situation should also improve. But let's say hypothetically, if initially it is not, uh, how do we compensate it with increase in revenue, which is very possible. Can you share some examples with our listeners how manufacturers can increase their revenue with digitization?
2: Sure. So um, I think if you look at an example of Microsoft, which is a big digital company, they probably derive 80% of their revenue from their existing customers. Why? Because they have built that relationship with their customers. They know what their customers are looking for. And obviously their products are now sold more as a service than they were then in the past. So now let's fast forward. Let's take the example of, say, my refrigerator or my washer dryer or whatever. I'm pretty sure none of the manufacturers really know who it is that who owns this product because I only really talk to them if there is a problem. Otherwise, there is no communication between uh, my refrigerator manufacturer and me. I now mean, with the digitization where there is a sensor which is helping me figure out what is happening to the food inside my refrigerator, I can do remote lookup and order the food and so on. Now the manufacturer also, if it takes the next step and is able to understand the data and predict when something in my fridge is likely to go wrong, and before it goes wrong, it is able to let me know as a consumer what I should do. Now think of when I'm ready for a replacement cycle of the refrigerator and you already know this is happening. And if the refrigerator had a long life and the customer is happy, you could offer them a full price. And if the refrigerator, you know, let's say conked out in you a know, very short amount of time, you could give them. Some discounted price. And so it's not about the how you send the product over. The distribution is not important. What is really important is that the relationship that you established with your customer, which you never had before. Now you keep the customer with you. The amount of selling cost that you are paying to the distribution that you were advertising and doing all kinds of things to. Uh, reach that customer because you are kind of almost treating every customer as a new customer. Now, if that cost is cut out of the system, that is a bottom line to your profit. That is a bottom line. And so now you can invest in your advertising towards new customers as opposed to your existing customers whom you can retain better with this technology, as an example.
1: I I think that's a brilliant point because, uh, you know, there, are, there have been a lot of studies. There's been a lot of scholarly work uh, which says um, how important is the customer connectivity. And especially in manufacturing industry, all the way up to from a small widget to uh, a capital uh, uh, equipment or maybe large projects. Uh, still, the decision making of buyers respond a lot around the people skills. What they say people skill means is what kind of response you get from a company. Are they getting a knowledgeable answer to their queries? And what is the speed of response? What is the quality of response? So all these factors with digitization at the front end play a very important role to make customer feel very important because you're getting quick response, you have a good connectivity and coming on the manufacturing side to add to those kind of features to increase the revenue where people respond to leak times mm-hmm. so if you're well, man I mean, yeah
2: so if you go away from b2c let's talk about business to business type of products right i mean we are you know always the manufacturer gives you some warranty and then offers you some extra warranty for a certain price but they really don't have that much data value to give to me for which I'm willing to pay the support. But now let's fast-forward. Let's take the example of Airbus, for example. It has a Airbus A350 has somewhere around 6,000 sensors, and it generates 2.5 terabytes of data per day. And using that data, they can predict almost every possible failure that occurs in their plane now they can use that to offer that service to their customer but think of a different way when they are ready to build their new product all that data is very useful in doing all the design decisions of what worked well what didn't work well what failed often what didn't fail often all of that data is now available at the fingertips something you really don't have today so with that amount of data you can modify your design process you can modify your manufacturing processes and therefore you can build a much better quality product at a much lower cost because you know you are in control so that's what the digitization offers you in terms of enhancing your revenue even though it may not Look like a direct impact, but over time it becomes really huge because you are able to retain customers, you are able to get new customers more easily, and you are able to satisfy them higher.
1: I think that's a great point. It's, it's as you gave the example of Airbus, bus, you're getting so much data, so many data points. Uh, so you are being productive in the maintenance, take care of things, but beyond that, how it is impacting the shop and that's an important point this is like voice of customer coming consistently to you and and you are modifying your products to the market needs as you see the market needs in terms of usage yeah, you know many a times what you ask as a voice of customer about a product in person from people may not be same what the machine is telling you because not all the points uh, of of usage uh, whatever data is coming is being captured correctly, and in person voice of customer is coming correctly to you. So that's a good good feed into revenue enhancement. Uh, Definitely,
2: yeah. Google, sorry, for example, right? The mm-hmm. the Nest product, right? Which is the smart thermostat. Now it really learns from you, and it makes adjustment after it learns from you. Now, based on the success of this, they also came up with a smoke detector. So, because they already knew this customer base, which liked their product, liked the technology, so there is now an, a ready customer base available for them to sell to because these customers love their product. And so, once you satisfy a certain section of customers, and build a relationship with them, it becomes much easier for you to sell the new product to the same customer base as well, which is, again, a huge cost-saving, uh, a great revenue opportunity that businesses tend to underestimate.
1: I think that's a great point, because once you have sold something to a customer, you have a captive audience. So so the the effort to take other products to them and the acceptability from that customer is high, so definitely that contributes to your revenue enhancement. And the other piece which you touched on is uh, the total life cycle value of the product by digitization. There is more chance of you capturing it than if you're not digitized because you are simply well connected. Yes, exactly and you have more knowledge about the product you have supplied and the usage of that product and what's happening with it, then maybe the person who is using it, if they're not looking at the data. So it's a huge opportunity to build uh, uh, and capture the whole life, not only the life cycle value of it, but beyond that, what else a customer would need. Absolutely. So uh, thank you, Paul. Great discussion. Uh, We will continue in our next segment.
0: Search Voice America at your favorite app store. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America
1: Business Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. Uh, We are in discussions uh, with Paul about the survival and success of businesses in digital age. Um, How you have to digitize your business and transform it uh, at this point of time, first for survival, second for a huge success in future. So, Paul... uh, In our past three segments, we discussed digitization in three areas, sales and marketing, manufacturing, and then revenue enhancement. Uh, I'm trying to figure out, and and I would appreciate if you can share uh, with our listeners. Um, I'm not sure. It, It is not as easy to implement digitization. And so in this last section, let's discuss what are the organizational challenges and what does one need to implement the digitization? And I'll share with you uh, what I see and what feedbacks I have. Well, there have been a lot of discussions around the role of leaderships in, in leadership in driving the di- digitization in manufacturing industry. Uh, question is, sh- should it be top-driven or should it be bottoms-up? Uh, but if you look at it, From the top, the commitment at top at times is seen as one of the probable cause for a slow transformation if somebody is trying to do digitization in a manufacturing industry, Uh, starting from the board, the board members, uh, it could be because of the time factor. They have seen successes in their past when they were very successful chief executives or they were in executive leadership roles, and they did not have the benefit of digital technologies. They did not exist in the current forms as they are today. And they may not fully appreciate the urgency for digital transformation of conventional uh, manufacturing businesses. So beyond the board, next is the, the business leadership, the CEO and below him. The, the, the main leadership executive leadership team below the board. The business leadership, uh, they are at times found focused on meeting the numbers, monthly, quarterly, yearly, and they may become risk averse and, and may not uh, have a forceful commitment to make the transformation without a clear push or support from the board for digitization. Now let's look at the guys who are delivering at the line. Uh, The teams in the line functions of the businesses realize the importance of digital transformation and what gain in productivity they can get, as well as how they can improve the customer service. Now, the lack of alignment between the line staff and leadership all the way up to the board on the subject of digitization can create a sense of frustration in the people who really matter because they conduct the business at the line level and get the business done. Now, how do you suggest this issue can be addressed in the most optimum manner so the business does not suffer financially while digitizing and maintain or rather improve the customer service levels?
2: So, I, I think it's a great question. Uh, let me first tell you why, uh, what ways it never gets done, but most companies seem to go in that direction um, in order to sort of. Say, oh, we are doing digitization. The CEO brings in a chief digital officer or some title like that and says, okay, you know, there you go. I've created that role, but that person is not given enough power because this role does not have any line responsibilities and is not able to influence or even make any changes. So he generally gets frustrated, or worst, they hire a bunch of consulting companies to come in and implement things which actually never get implemented because of the resistance uh, that exists in the product functions. So my first thing is it has to start at the top and the top I mean not just CEO. CEO has a commitment and CEO is going to have a resistance from its board as well and if the board does not comprise of anyone who understands these digital technologies and what influence they're going to bring to the business and cannot think through those things then you have a problem. So trying to have a board or at least a board member who understands these transitions and who can at least be the sounding board on the world is a first requirement in my mind. Mm-hmm. The second is the CEO's commitment itself because it has to start from the top but it has also to start from the bottom at the same time. Meaning you can't just say from the top I'm going to push it but if nobody else you don't even have the skills in the organization it will fail again. Mm -hmm. So you need to build a critical mass from top and bottom and also you can't do this in a jerky reaction. It's not one of those things so you have to set a transition plan for you know maybe two years or three years or whatever it takes depending on the organization how fast it moves where you're going to say, okay, I'm going to start with this number one. Maybe the sales and marketing is an easier thing for me to do. I'm going to start there. Uh, And then I'm in the manufacturing process. Now I have learned what my customers want above and beyond what I provide. So how do I make changes on the manufacturing side besides just cost savings to effect that change? So it, it it is a phase. It is a phasing of digitization. You can't just have a knee-jerk reaction and get digitization in one day. You really have to work for it and slowly make that transition.
1: I think you bring in a very good point because there have been some studies which say that uh, uh, no more than ten percent of the boards can be classified as highly digital. That that's scary, and yeah. uh, with another like ten more percent are being somewhat digitally aware, but. 80% of the companies lack even basic digital representation on the board. So, so that's what people are saying is, is a little bit scary. And it's nothing to blame on the people on the board, but they have seen the success without the digital transformation. These things didn't ex- uh, 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 exist when they were running companies on their own as executives successfully. And the digital transformation has happened very, very fast. And at times, they get a feeling or, or they try to convey that uh, um, digital is is probably for the digital companies, digital businesses. But in fact, it is impacting the manufacturing businesses also very strongly and very quickly.
2: See, I think that the part that is very important, which is something that I don't believe any of the people who haven't seen this transition before is, you now have such a power in the hand of your customers that didn't exist. You know, this smartphone with an easy access to the world and the data on your fingertip is just giving so much power to the consumer, mm-hmm. right? A consumer in India today knows as much as a consumer sitting in the U.S. It didn't used to be the case. Correct. So, you know, you cannot push your old product in the onto somebody just like you know, IBM did in the sixties and so on, that's not possible anymore. Because the consumer in a developing country has the same information that the consumer in a developed country has. Obviously it depends on how much money you want to spend, but at least you now that balance, that equilibrium has already occurred. Mm-hmm. And I'll so the consumer is more powerful.
1: Yeah, I think you bring in a very good point because this digital transformation and what's happening, the digitization is customer driven. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's no more an inside out story. It is coming from the customer side because customers are getting digital savvy. Reason being the lifestyle is changing. Even if uh, if you see the products, you gave an example of a refrigerator, the phones and other things, they're so smart. Everything is coming is so smart with artificial intelligence that customers are starting to expect them from everybody around them. I think great discussion. It looks like uh, that it has to come from both sides and, and, and the boards and the leadership has to acknowledge what's the advantage of it and and, and invest into it and not take that as a cost, which may or may not give a result, it definitely will give because if you don't do it, um, probably you may not have a second chance. And that's proven uh, by the products which we have seen because if you see Kodak, it took only 12 years for Kodak to die. I think in year 2000, they had 100 billion uh, prints ordered, almost 80 billion pictures taken. There is Kodak, the champion. I think the best revenue they ever had in 2012. They didn't exist. 12 years is not a long time to transform, but here is a market leader just disappearing because of digital camera. The digitization. You
2: know yeah. In today's world, the same thing would be done in less than two years.
1: Absolutely. That, that moves so fast. And uh, well, we are coming to the end of our program. Paul, I just wanted uh, some of your last thoughts how do you see the future of conventional manufacturing business in digital age?
2: I think more personalization, more, uh, more communication with their customers. In fact, I think the future for uh, manufacturing in US has never been brighter. Why? Because we are entering the age of personalization as opposed to mass productions. And that is where U.S. can shine, and really build some really
1: interesting technologies and service the needs of the customers and be best at it. Well, thank you, Paul. I think uh, if if I have to summarize further in a, a little bit different manner, that how uh, the the manufacturing industry will benefit beyond uh, all the wonderful points you pointed out is definitely. Customer satisfaction. If you need it, you got to digitize, and 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 you you got to get that connectivity at the front end. Then you you got to get the the manufacturing processes digitized to manage your cost properly, and 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 being able to build even uh, the customized products uh, very efficiently in controlling your inventories. All of that by those processes, they're digitized, can be controlled even remotely, so you don't have to have talent all at one place, big advantage, and also that will drive the revenue growth because you can respond to customers much faster. Your lead times will improve because you have taken the waste time out of the manufacturing processes, and lastly, because you're getting always the voice of customer. It's not a one-time event. You're connected with customer digitally. You're connected with the factories. You're connected at the front end of the business when you are selling to customer, also when they're using uh, the product. So that's giving you a good feedback, which allows you to continuously innovate and develop new products. And that helps you to take your new products faster to the market. So thank you, Paul. Really appreciate your time.